Hello, and welcome once again to Into His Word. Don't forget to search Google for I-N-N-T-O His Word dot com. That's Into His Word or Stay dot Into His Word or uh, just Stay Into His Word. As I often said before, if you stay into him, he'll stay into you. And he is the word made flesh. Amen. Well, let us pray and I'll do a little more intro and then we'll get into today's study. Dear Lord and Savior, I thank you today for this opportunity to share the word, to be able to speak uh, the best that I can uh, regarding your word. Use me, Lord. Use those that are listening and studying along with us today. Help them, Lord, to be able to spread the word and to share this site with others that may be hungry and thirsting. They need guidance. Lord, we all need guidance. Thank you, Lord, for using me as a vessel of guidance. In the name of Jesus, I pray for healing in the world, for wars, famine, sickness, suffering, pain, sorrow, anguish, and everything else in between. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody. Even the listener says amen. All right, well, I'm feeling a little better. I see some of you have listened uh, to my uh, message regarding my COVID. So I'm on the rebound now. I, I took a test the other day, and it's not real, the little T-line is not real dark. It's fading away. So I was told that that means that I'm just about back to normal. Uh, this COVID thing, I didn't feel real sick. Just isolation was the key factor. So let us get into the study. I trust you brought your Bible along with you because I always encourage you to bring your Bible along with you. And one other side note here, and I'll try to remember it later on at the end, is that I do have a YouTube channel. And on the YouTube channel, I try to put some notes there regarding the study. Now that part, the notes, that might take a while to get there, but uh, I will put a link in the description here so that you can just click the link and get a couple of notes over there, hallelujah, to help you along your journey. Yes, and we are on a journey. So we're on study number six, and I think I'll just call this rightly dividing, or the introduction to rightly dividing, because it's so vitally important that we rightly divide the word of truth. And I think uh, we may have mentioned this before, and if this is repetitive, I am sorry about that. But uh, in, in studying the word of God, it's important that we do rightly divide the word of God. And in the Old Testament, sacrifices, they had to rightly divide in the Old Testament when they made a sacrifice. So, And in the New Testament, uh, we don't sacrifice animals anymore, but we still have to rightly divide the word. Now, our example where this term rightly dividing came from is that uh, when, they, when they went to make a sacrifice uh, that were in the Bible, the Old Testament sacrifices, that means to cut. So they had to cut. And uh, when a person bought a sacrifice for sin, the animal was divided. The animal was divided, divided into three pieces, so they had to cut it just right. One part was to offer to God. Now, this is important because I know a lot of people don't know this. One part was to offer to God. Another part 
was given uh, to the one who bought the offerings, and the third part went to the priest. So that's how we get the words, that's how the, the whole expression and the practice developed from saying, rightly divide. So that means to basically to cut to each which belongs to him. So we have to rightly divide and cut and give that portion out. All right, amen. Praise God. So I hope you guys understand that. Rightly divide. Because we've studied that before. Because our scripture tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word right of truth. Amen. So that's very, very important to us as we go through the word. And so many people have try to study the word and try to share the word with their friends, relatives, and neighbors, and even with themselves, and they may misinterpret the word of God because they have not rightly divided the word of God as it should be. And that's why in Matthew 22 and 29, it says, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So how many times has it been when we talk to somebody and you got to go away scratching your head because they may have said something that may not be quite right and they're standing on it as if it's biblical proof. Let's see if I could think of a, a quick example here. Uh, rightly dividing. Um, uh, I think there's that one used to hear a lot. Uh, the love let me see, money. Money is the root of all evil. And that's all people would tell you. But they wouldn't quote the whole scripture. And it's very important. This is part of rightly dividing. Because the whole scripture, the total scripture says, the love of money is the root of all evil. But if you hear somebody just says, money is the root of all evil, then you have the wrong understanding of that. Because then you may go away thinking, well, how can I just have money and, and not be considered evil? But that's not right. It's the love. And that's that intense desire that, that doing whatever it takes to get that money, that's the root of all evil. Hallelujah. And there's so many people out there that have turned and done, have done and followed through with whatever it takes to get that money because of the love. Hallelujah. So as I already said, the error comes from the result from not knowing God's word. Now there are certain principles that we have to follow in order to properly, properly uh, interpret the Bible. And there's a, a few principles I'm going to share with you uh, to, to help you to rightly divide the word of God. Hallelujah. And you pray while you're doing this. You study and pray prayerfully. God will show you. And let, as we read, you know, the, the divine authority means that we accept the Bible as the final authority. Because God is divinity. Hallelujah. And his word, he gave, as we've already studied and mentioned before, he gave to his apostles. Hallelujah. He gave it to the prophets. Praise God. 
to pen it, to write it down. This, this is what I want you to write. Holy men of God was inspired as it was moved upon by the Holy Ghost to write the word of God so that we could have it today and so that those that was referring to the Old Testament had it then to help guide them as they were living in the New Testament. Amen. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's in 2 Timothy 3.16. So we need to remember this. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spank as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And that's in 2 Peter 1.19 uh, through, I think, uh, 22, 23, somewhere in there. But that's what we need to have in our hearts and in our minds. And remember, it's not a private interpretation. No, no, no. Hallelujah. But this word is there for us. Now, there are different types. There's two different types of inspiration. There's verbal and there's plenary inspiration. Let me take a moment here to apologize for the audio quality because since I am on isolation, I was able to, to grab uh, uh, some of my recording equipment and isolate myself. Uh, but the most of it, uh, the other part, I'm not able to, so I just have to do the best that I can until I get back to the normal setup so that I can go ahead and record and put this out there for the world to hear because it's important that the world hears this. Amen. So verbal inspiration. Well, I think that's pretty simple. You know, uh, is when uh, uh, we mean that the word in the original manuscripts was inspired by God. That's verbal. He verbally, you know, he gave it to him in the verbal. But there's the plenary insp inspiration. And that's a full inspiration of scripture as opposed to a partial inspiration. Uh, every portion of the Bible is inspired. And remember, we have to accept the rule of divine authority. All right. Now, once we accept that rule, there's no conflict between the Bible and history or science. But we have to remember now. Now, I know I know I've been studying the Bible for. Man. 30 plus years now. Hallelujah. Between 29 and 30 years, because I wasn't born in this. I was a sinner living a sinful life. I didn't think I had hope. Hallelujah. Then one day somebody shared the gospel with me. I couldn't understand it. It was too difficult. I had a, The guy even gave me a Bible. I tossed it to the side. A few years later, God wasn't done with me. He sent somebody else my way that uh, expounded, just like the Ethiopian unit in the book of Acts, they expounded on me the scriptures more clearly so that I could understand them. And once I got to that point, then I got hungry. And that had happened to you too. Once you're studying the word of God, you'll get hungry and you want to know more than what's beyond the pages of the Bible. And I may have talked about this before, but it's important that you may have to get a, a, a reference book or a, a Bible dictionary. I have Zondervan's Pictorial Bible Dictionary that I use. 
I've had that for years. I bought it at the Family Christian Bookstore in Glendale, California when I was there. Hallelujah. And uh, man, that's been tremendous. That was over, that's when I, man, that was at least 15, 20 years ago and I still have it. It's falling apart. But I do notice that the definitions seem to be better, that uh, more, they just seem more authentic, I, I guess if I can put it that way, more original than the newer books that I've looked at. So I covet that book. Uh, I don't have a sincere desire to keep it, but I want to keep it. I think you understand that book is near and dear to my heart. It's, it's a valuable piece of reference material. I also have what is called uh, uh, Bible Manners and Customs, you know, to give me some history. And both books will give you some history and some science into how the Israelites and how the Jewish people, how the Roman people, how they all fought in the Bible and why they do the things that they do. So if you fail to understand how this all coordinates with the Bible, then it's going to make it hard for you to rightly divide the word of truth. Hallelujah. So many people today, they read and they don't rightly divide the word of truth, which is essential in our walk with God and our living for God. Amen. So there's a literal interpretation of the Bible. So that means you literally believe just what it says. Uh, people, we always have to interpret the Bible literally unless the context clearly indicates under otherwise. You know, but other than that, you got to read it and understand the Bible for just what it says. And why not? Why not read the Bible and take it at face value? I often use this situation, and you may have heard it on other messages that I've left behind, is that... Uh, um, you know, you, you go to a dictionary or an encyclopedia, or I can even say a newspaper, you know, trying to find out the truth of the meaning of a word, or the truth of the meaning of a situation that may have happened, what has been reported. Hallelujah. And when you read it in those books or in the newspaper, then you claim you have a tendency to take it and believe it for what it is. Because for, in one instance, you may not understand what a word means. So you need a dictionary or an encyclopedia to help you to pronounce the word, to help you to understand what that word means. And especially, you need to know what it means when it's in the context of a, of a sentence. Amen? Amen. All right. So once you do that, then you may go to a newspaper and do the same thing. If the newspaper, because you may have missed the news, you may feel somebody have told you the news incorrectly, so you're trusting, and I do use that word in quotes, you're trusting that the newspaper is telling you correctly or they're documenting correctly. So we do the same with the Bible. We need extra references to help us to indicate what's what. Okay, so when the Bible tells us that uh, Israel crossed the Jordan River on dry ground, we got to accept that as literal because that's a, that was a big miracle that God did. Hallelujah. When the Bible tells us that the walls of Jericho fell down, accept it. Because that's recorded by the Holy Ghost, by the Spirit of God. And there's also symbols. It's also used in the Bible. 
Now, what does a symbol stand for? Hmm, that's pretty interesting, right? Symbol. What does a symbol stand for? Let's ponder on that for a minute. Okay, symbols are also used in the Bible. It stands for a meaning in addition to its ordinary one. So, uh, if you have Mark 14, it says the wine is used as a symbol of blood, right? Yeah, wine is used as a symbol of blood for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's in Mark 14 and 22. So they weren't actually drinking his blood. No, but he used that as a symbol. Praise God. Uh, symbols are often used in the Bible for prophecy. For example, the great image of Nebuchadnezzar dream that has a symbolic reference in Daniel chapter 2. Each part of the image represented the future future world <clears throat> excuse me the world uh kingdom so there this is bible is full of symbols i do have another book that talks about that i forgot the name of it right now but uh you can read about that in daniel chapter 2 verses 31 uh through 35 praise god so with that being said we do have these situations in life where we need to learn how to take the Bible literally when you're reading and studying it. it. What it says is what it means unless it's being used as a symbol or as a type. Now, certain places or events, while literal in themselves, can also represent something that happens in the future. Now, we'll talk about that later as we continue on this study. Perhaps we'll get to that. Sometimes I'm, God moves me in a different direction. But I'm trying to get you through the basic principles of studying the Word of God. Because you got to know how to study the Word of God. Because once you know how to study the Word of God, the Word of God will make more sense to you. Alright, now we have what is also known as parables. Parables. Now we've heard a lot about parables, or you may have... Uh, uh, read a few parables in your life, but parables are often used by Jesus when he went for the purpose of illustrating a spiritual truth. Parables were used by Jesus Christ for the purpose of illustrating a spiritual truth. All right? So, for example, the parable of the sower. The sower took some seeds, he planted them in, in different types of dirt, and, and or soil, and some came up in different ways. But why would Jesus use parables? And people use parables today, their own type of parables. And they may not even realize they're using a parable, but they're just trying to be swift with the tongue and explain something. Because for the people of, of, uh, of Israel, the children of Israel, the farmers, the agriculture people, they could understand that if the word of God was a seed, and he took that seed and he planted it in the ground, which represents different people's hearts, different people's receptivity, different people's understanding. Then you understand how that seed is going to grow. If you put the seed where there's uh, no fertilizer, it may not grow very well. If you put the seed and you don't plant it, if you put another seed and you don't plant it deep enough, well... It may get uh, scorched by the sun before the other seeds 
And the other seed, another example would be if you plant the seed with uh, no fertilizer and just set it on top of the dirt, it may never grow at all. But these, that's just my example of the parables Jesus talked about, not the example that he gave. And you can read about that yourself. So that's it for today's uh, study or part of today's study. I don't want to keep you too long. I'll try to keep it short so that you can have the rest of your afternoon, the next rest of your day. <coughs> uh, excuse me. So God bless and keep you. Until we meet again, God be with you. I uh, almost forgot. Don't forget to check the description because I'm going to put the link to the YouTube channel well, you'll be able to get some additional information, some notes, what have you, on various studies. So be sure to check the description and do that for my YouTube channel. Thank you, and God bless you until we meet again. And remember, share this with a friend, relative, family, or friend. And as I always say, stay into him, and he'll stay into you. God bless you.